the Desert Island Discs with Flavia on Capital FM. Fresh hits for Uganda. Good evening and welcome to Desert Island Discs. I'm Flavia Tumsime and I have promised my guest that he will be surprised today. So I will try and keep that. You are actually a lecturer. Yes, I am. And uh, you practice law. This is Chirunda and Wasige Advocates. Robert Chirunda, welcome to Desert Island Discs. This is your first, second? Very first. Your very first. Well, so when my guest, Robert Chirunda, walked into the studio, he said, nice to to meet you. I'm a fan of your work. And I knew that I could finally surprise him and tell him <laughs> we've met before. One. Two, you've actually taught me. Really? Yes, at uh, Macquarie University Business School. Wow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that module, I am guessing. Uh, do you still teach there? No. No. I, that might was t- that was some time back. Ago, yes. Yeah. Time I, back. Left in I have also aged way, like no, fine you have, wine. No, better than fine wine, I would say. <laughs> Thank you. Much, much better. It was some time wine. back. It was some time back. And I remember um, business law. Yes. Because, you know, when you're going to university, you don't necessarily. I, I mean, out of high school you were an excited person so all of us were sort of new into university we didn't really know what to expect when they say a lecturer and then you walked in and I just remember falling in love with what you were teaching and business law everybody seemed to just gravitate towards you there was just a confidence about what you were teaching and I've never forgotten I I think the only like two lecturers I remember which is sad but you're one of them so yes you know that's very that's very (laughs) heartwarming Flavia the joy of a teacher really is in the satisfaction of, of our students. Yes. Um, teaching is one of those things we do out of the love of our hearts. Yeah. And so to hear that after all these years, I thank you. So you don't teach anywhere? You, you let no, that I teach go? at the School of Law at Macquarie. Oh, okay. I left okay. the business school and went to Macquarie. Yeah. Where I've been teaching for since I left then. Well, welcome. <laughs> Thank you very much. I, I am excited to get to know you. Uh, I was telling my guests last week that I try not to read so much about my guests yeah. because otherwise then it, it beats the purpose of, of getting <laughs> to know them. And I do that with the listener and it's always flawless. So we'll do the same. I like to tell my guests to start anywhere. Take us, pluck us out of today and take us anywhere in your childhood. Whatever year that was, whatever was happening and throw us there and let's start the story. First, let me just say what an honor. I'm an ardent follower of Desert Islandis. Some of my favorite people in this country have been hosted here. Yeah. So when I got the call, I stammered. I asked, <laughs> I asked the person who called me, are you sure? Yes. And yes. she said, yeah, I had to be sure. But <laughs> thank you for having me. Pleasure. My foggiest memories of my childhood were when we lived in Kenya. Okay. I used to comment a lot on politics. It has a lot to do with how my life started. Mm. My family was in exile from 1980 to 87. Right. The usual political mm. chaos of 1980. And the funniest thing that I still cannot reconcile today mm-hmm. is how we used to play with our siblings. So we first came into Uganda in 1985 for a burial of our grandmother. Oh. The first memory I remember is I said to my mother, mm-hmm. the trees are running backwards. <laughs> you're a kid, you're sitting in a bus and oh, it's the first yes, time in a long yes. journey. <laughs> and I asked her, where are the trees going? Yeah. Uh, but I was always that curious kid who mm. had the strangest questions. Right. And my mother tells me that I would go play and when I told my shots, I'd just come and say, and she'd ask, what, have you, what are you doing here? I'd go and play and I would say, I've just come to see you. Oh. She later figured out every time I said that, I basically played so hard I turned my shots because I was chubby. But, um, you were chubby? I was chubby. I had an afro. I've wondered what I would look like with 
an afro grown for five years mm. one of those reckless things i might do and yeah so my story starts there mm. in in kenya with foggy memories of a life in exile when we came to uganda we spoke three languages i spoke english kikuyu and swahili oh i didn't know lusoga didn't know luganda didn't know any native languages so you can imagine you're playing with your cousins and mm. speaking Lusoga and you're speaking Kikuyu and we got that. <laughs> I mean, that's so far apart. <laughs> I wouldn't imagine the conversation. Yeah, um, so the memories about Kenya are actually joy. They're fun. Oh. It couldn't have been easy for our parents. Yeah. But like the story of how I went to school. Mm-hmm. They didn't take me to school on day one to say, now you're old enough, let's go to school. Okay. My brother and I, so I come from a family of, I have four siblings, I mean. Parents always did that thing in the 80s where both the kids clothes that looked like mm yes the one of twins yeah so the bias clothes that looked like but then i noticed my sister and my brother so i'm the third born mm-hmm. used to have a blue shirt mm-hmm. and a black pair of shorts right i didn't have either so one day i cried so hard i said until you tell me why mm-hmm. you are going to get me a blue shirt and black pants, and black pants. Mm-hmm. which they did okay now um apparently i developed this habit mm-hmm. of tying a tin of cowboy mm-hmm. on a tree mm-hmm. and every time people went to work or to kids went to mm-hmm. school I'd gather the kids who were younger in the neighborhood and tell them in Kikuyu I am the headmaster of oh, the school oh dear <laughs> so while we were playing mommy and daddy I was playing headmaster there you go until one day I curiously said okay I was also wondering why a headmaster of all things. Because my I come from a family of teachers. All oh, right. My father and my mother in exile were teachers. Okay. My so mother they, I can began see as a grade three teacher. He's now a retired university associate professor. Mm-hmm. My father also went all the way from secondary school teacher to senior lecturer in Chambogo before he retired. Mm-hmm. And he's now a professor at Kampala University. Right. Education was all I knew. Mm-hmm. Perhaps she explains why I took the You ended up, the there, as well. ended up <laughs> there as well. <laughs> right. But wow. on this particular day, I, I like telling the story because I think it's funny. Mm-hmm. I put on my blue shirt, my black mm-hmm. pair of shorts. Right. There's a maid, mm-hmm. but the maid is not home mm-hmm. because she was a Ugandan maid. Parents those days would say, if your sister gave birth, they'd say, go and help your sister raise mm-hmm. the baby. So they had sent a cousin over to Kenya to right. help my mother raise us. Mm-hmm. She had found a boyfriend oh. in the neighborhood. Wow. So she figured, I was, not, I was never a crybaby. So she'd just pump me with porridge with milk, leave me in a chair with a TV, and Makes go sense. about her business. Come back at 12.15, because my mom would come at 12.30. Mm, make sure she Just in time. Just in time. Mm. So this particular day, unfortunately for her, when my mom came home, mm-hmm. I was not there. Neither was she. Mm. You had dressed up and you'd gone. Like every mother, she panicked. Where is my child? Mm. They start looking around, they start looking around, they can't find me. Mm-hmm. She asks neighbors. We saw a boy, mm. like you're describing, wearing a blue shirt and black pants. Mm. We think he went that way. Mm. The teacher and my mother just intuitively realized this kid might have gone to school. Oh. As it turns out, I had wandered my way through the road. Oh, wow. Uh, you weren't that old at this point. I was four and a half years old. Okay. So I went to school. Someone must have seen this lost kid and thought mm. he's just late and led me to the school. Oh, dear. Because this is rural Kenya. Mm-hmm. This is Embu in the eastern province, mm-hmm. maybe about 100 miles out of Nairobi. I remember I have this foggy memory of being lost in a compound mm. and someone leads me to a class. The sad thing was we sat on the floor mm. and wrote with our fingers in the dust. Ooh. Then came break time. Wait, so the literature just... Okay. Nursery <laughs> kids would be served with millet porridge with milk. It was really nice. Mm-hmm. I still, for some weird reason, still remember the taste of three dishes from Kenya back from then 
The millet porridge. The millet porridge with milk in it. The fish in embu. And the local delicacy called githeri, mm, yeah. which is maize and, and beans. beans. Mm. When we went for porridge, I realized, class next to us, a kid sat on benches. Mm-hmm. sat on the floor. He didn't reconcile because in my father's house, you'd never sat on the floor. Mm-hmm. So from porridge, I made my way to, to where the nearest you could class. To where sure. I do remember vividly Wonderful. squeezing myself on this really <laughs> congested bench. And there were much older kids, I'm guessing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I think someone must have bounced me around and said, this is P1. Mm. I end up in this standard one, as they called it mm. back then. I end up in this class. And then I start fighting for someone's book. This I do remember distinctly. And this is from being lost. Yes. Now we are about maybe 11. <laughs> Interesting. So I fight so hard, they give me, in Kenya those days, you got half an exercise book. Mm. So they bought books and cut them in half yeah. for economy. I fight so hard, the teacher gives me a pencil. Interesting. And my mother comes looking for me mm. and she can't find me. Nobody can find me because nobody brought me to school. I don't know exactly. my way Exactly, so no one can actually place where you are. They tell her, relax. Mm. Because it's lunchtime. You're mm. not going to find anyone during lunchtime. Yeah. Let the kids go to class. He will find his way somehow. Mm. Now, remember, this is before mobile phones. Mm. This is literally 1986. Mm-hmm. When class ends, there will be one kid who's lost, doesn't know where to go. Which particular class to go to? Mm. We will look around class by class. We'll find your boy. There you go. That's how they found me. Wow. My mother was so I was so about to say, hurry, Yakshon, eh? She was so mad. <laughs> The whole way. My mother loved me so much as a child. She'd have carried me. Mm. She didn't. We walked. It was a long walk. When we got home and my dad came home, my mother was so mad. My father was so amused. <laughs> it was the strangest of things. Yeah. My mother is quarreling. My father is laughing. Wow. I am crying. Why? My mother is saying, you can never leave home anymore. And I'm saying, tomorrow I'm going back. Yes. I enjoyed the experience. And I am saying, they, can you imagine? They didn't even treat me well because I didn't have a book. I didn't oh, have a pencil. Yeah. So this is why I'm crying. This you time I'll go prepared. Book, you must give mm, me a pencil. Exactly. My father laughed and said, if the boy wants to go to school, Leave let him go. That's how I began going to school. That's why I never did nursery because I never ever went back to the stage of mm. dust. I just made my way to the previous wow. class and took it from there. Wow. Wow. And that's where wow. my educational journey starts. Interesting. <laughs> you stumbled upon it, but kept I stumbled on. my kept way. On. Um, Desert Islanders, or as you cast away, also we like to play music. You will make five choices. I'd like to ah. ask for your first. Aha. So, perhaps having taken a trip back in time, mm. uh, my taste in music is not like many people. I'm a bit of a conservative. It's okay. Um, but, so I double between, once in a while I listen to a good song from the oldies. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll do mostly gospel. That's okay. So, perhaps for the first one I'll take Eli Wamala's Ani Ali Amani. Ah, beautiful song. Beautiful song. Because I have come a long way, you know. Yeah. Us were really just but by the grace of God. Oh, wow. it's, it's been a long journey from Embu to here. Mm, from Embu to here. Ani Aliamani Eli Wamala, the late.
Silent Discs with Flavia on Capital FM. Fresh hits for Uganda. That was uh, Robert Turino's first choice, Eliwamala Ani Aliamanyi. Beautiful song. The late Eliwamala used to have, you know, cassette. Eh? Yeah. Side A and side B. Big pain. I was such a huge fan <laughs> of, of, of the late Eliwamala. But of course, at the time, he was still alive. Yeah. And it, it was came full circle years later when I joined the industry of radio and music uh-huh. and everything. I met and became friends with his daughter. Uh, a lawyer as well, Gertrude. Gertrude yeah. Wamala, who has fought very much for his rights of his yes. music and everything. Yes. So, uh, sadly, I do think that some of the renditions just butchered the. That's the true. Version. That's I, true. Um. So, Embu to Kampala, or did you go straight to? Ah, uh, no, 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 no. You no. didn't even come straight to Kampala. No, we settled in Jinja. We returned uh-huh. from exile on the second of December, nineteen eighty-seven. Right. Mm. Where we lived for ten years and went to school mostly in Busoga. Uh, for some reason, a lot of my guests who are pretty much of that time and that space yeah. grew up in Jinja. Yeah. It feels like everything was happening <laughs> in Jinja. It feels like that's where life was. You know, there's a sadness to Jinja today. Mm. Every time I drive through it, there's a sting of sadness for two reasons. The generation just above me, mm. we are the, the ones that came just before the factory is closed. Mm. The ones ahead of us saw the vibrant Jinja that had all the factories yeah. in the city and in the remote areas. And that was a lot of economic activity. Mm life happened there. You had no reason to come to Kampala often Mm. unless you wanted to see what the city looked like. Jinja today is really, I call it the sleeping town of Uganda because at a certain point in the day at 3 p.m. you can probably drive through Main Street. You can probably take a nap in the Main Street. Nothing happens. Which is sad. There's plots in Jinja that were vacant when I first entered Jinja in 1987 that are still vacant today. 
There's buildings that have only got a coat of paint, but not really much refurbishment. And that's not a very good sign. I mean, if you look at Kampala skyline over the last 20 years, it's changed a bit. Yeah. Quite considerably. Some buildings have gone down, have come up. There's this life. Mm. There's waves when things are slow, but But anyway, we settled in in Jinja and now the task was what school do you go to? I am mm-hmm. a bit passionate about education because that's what my parents did to raise yeah. us. There were four main schools in Jinja. Mm-hmm. You either went to Victoria Nile or you went to Spire Road and they, those had a very fierce competition about them. Okay. Or you went to Main Street Primary School mm. or you went to Narambai. Narambai was Indian origin. Sounds run. sounds like it, yeah. Huge population over a thousand kids at the time the toilets were a mess. Mm. My parents took us there for one time and they figured Not it. Mm. We went to Victoria Nile which most people from my generation who grew up in Jinja would have gone there the polished people that you see today right. would have gone there. They denied me a place because I didn't know a native language. I didn't know Lusoga Luganda. Lusoga, yeah. uh, and I was young. The late Gawaya who was headmaster at the time the father to famous lawyer Tegula Gawaya Chagula, yeah. says no the boy is good but let him repeat. My father was going to have none of it. Okay. So we tried Kamuli boys. Repeat to to grow older. To grow older. Okay. Because at this time I've just turned 5. Oh wow. Or 5 and a half. Mm-hmm. Um my father says forget it. Mhm. We go to Kamuli boys and try out and they say yeah he's really good. I remember distinctly in Kamuli boys I got 88 in English because they gave you an English test and a math test. Okay. I got a 14 I think a 44 something like that in math. Mm-hmm. I've never really been a good mathematician. <laughs> And the headmaster says he's good but let him repeat. Wow. My father said I'll try one more time. So off we go mm. to Iganga Boys Boarding Primary School. The headmaster says he's young, let him play. He'll grow along the way. Wow. That's how I then go to Iganga Boys in my P3, stay there to P7, go from there to Kira College, ah. Butiki in Jinja for six years. And so that's the time between 89 and and 93 is Iganga Boys, but we live in Jinja, mm-hmm. which is just a 40 km commute. Our lives really were around there. Around there. When you're raised by teachers. Yeah. Teaching also comes with a with, with discipline. It does. Um it does. is that the kind of home you were raised in where it was discipline, it was lines drawn in certain ways and do this do that? Yes and no. Okay. There were very strict do's and don'ts. For example, there was no boy or girl in my family right. among the kids. Equal. There's two boys, there's two girls. Mm-hmm. But we took turns at everything. Okay. In your senior for vacation or in your P7 vac, mm. there was no maid at home <laughs> because there was no need for a maid. Because you're here. You're here. Mm-hmm. We took turns at chores, mopping, laundry. Any chores? Yes, cleaning the room. Yeah. You washed the dishes, you cooked the food. Interesting. The first dish I learned to cook was posho. I I think I still mingle a mean. You started. Yes, I started stuff. at the end, you know. <laughs> My parents having been in the creative side of mm. education. My father has a doctorate in poetry. Mm. My mother has a doctorate in English language, oh. applied linguistics or some mm. complex thing like that. We were always on the art side of, of things. In fact, all of us are artists. There's no scientist in my family. <laughs> I can so imagine. There was always room to sing, to, to be yourself. Yeah. My father had been into drama, mm. Kenya. I think he was the first person I, I knew who had done a production of Njabala. Ah. in Kenya. Wow. I should tease Did you translate to, that? No, they they did it in Uganda actually. Okay. I should tease him to do a production of it. <laughs> I think he did one in Chambogo maybe 15 years ago. Mm. Maybe they should do it again. Mm. I ended up in law school by accident, but we'll get to that. <laughs> um, Sounds like a really good balance, <laughs> eh? 
because you would expect them to be you know tough don't do this this is the line yeah, yeah. so but then they also have that arts which is what do you feel like what do you want to do explore my love for music came from my father sitting us on the veranda every night i think mostly because he'd be drunk and would want entertainment <laughs> and right. saying i'm going to give you the key and you're going to sing oh wow so we'd sort of make a little choir and sing oh. and, and during the festive seasons would sing the hymns we've tried to carry on the tradition of yeah. the hymns every Christmas when we can get together. Uh, there was a great encouragement towards poetry. My father, I, to me, is my greatest, he's the person I admire the most on Shakespeare's The Complete Works. He's the only person I know who cites The Complete Works from memory. Aish. And so it was easy to flow into poetry, mm. to imagine the world through the creative arts. Yes. My brother, mm-hmm. who is also a lawyer and works at Parliament, took the sports side. My mother had been an athlete. Okay. Uh, until she got a bad knee injury from hockey. Mm-hmm. I wonder who played hockey. Hockey. <laughs> hockey. But she, she had a really bad knee injury. A kneecap turned to the back. And oh, so no. she, she retired from sports at that mm-hmm. point. I think in her senior three or senior four. So your brother Zano took that? My brother took, took that. that. He still plays soccer to today. Okay. Apparently at 6 a.m. on some days, he's somewhere in this city playing soccer. Right. I call that being bored and I, <laughs> well, what do I know? <laughs> so you are at Kira College. So... My, my O and A levels are at Kira College, 94 to 99. The education system, at least in Butiki at the time, taught us to explore. And a friend of mine at, at Makere, an OB of mine, Isaac Tiwasima, has now done a doctorate on the inter-house competitions we used to have mm. in, in music. In, uh, because we drama, would compete on everything. Sports, drama, poetry, mm. debate, sports. We even had clubs yes. that place you somewhere. Absolutely. You know, you had a talent mm-hmm. somehow. Senior one, you are sort of forced into the house choir. Yes. <laughs> um, senior three, my voice breaks, so I can't do a good soprano oh, anymore, no. so I struggle. But for some weird reason, I always ended up in sight reading. So reading the solo far notes. Yes. There was also a competition on that. I don't know how they even thought I could read music, but I was always somehow. Mm-hmm. And these guys were convinced I read this stuff right. To be honest, I actually don't remember the science of it all. Mm. I love music, but I learned what a metronome is only three years ago. You know, <laughs> so um, what were you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, 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 but but then some three significant things happened to me in Butiki, among many. Mm. So this one particular assembly in my senior four, the head of house says we need a junior debater because you are junior for all level and senior for A level. Mm. We need a junior debater. We have only one, and that one junior debater was Julius Kaliswanga. Oh wow! My colleague in the profession. We yeah. go back a very long. I way. did not know that. Julius and I. He's, he's a fantastic guy. <laughs> but I can see a bit of a, <laughs> one or two characters that I like. We go back '94 really? to date, and we remain wow. very, very good friends. He's an excellent attorney. I have mm. only the greatest respect for him. Great stuff. We've, we've, our, our stories in many ways are varied, but equally challenging. In the and same line. So he's um, the only junior debater at the time. At the time, and and. I turned to my Obi with whom I'd been in primary school and said, sure, I can win a debate. Can't I win a debate? Mm-hmm. Maybe we should debate. He says, of course you can. So I go to the head of us and say, maybe. He says, thank you for stepping forward. <laughs> uh, a gentleman called Paul B. I remember this clearly. And he says, no, 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 here is the stuff you need. Mm. I hadn't paid attention to, to any of this. This is the motion. So I start to think about, wait, wait a minute, what are the rules? Mm. I'd never debated in a competition mm-hmm. up until this point. And he says, competition is on Saturday. Mm-hmm. This is now Sunday evening. So you have a week to oh, prepare. Oh, you have some time. You have some time. On Monday afternoon, they announced that they'd pull the competition forward. 
Oh. To Tuesday afternoon. Oh. So I I I, <laughs> I go to Julius and say how does this work? He says you debate, you win or you lose. That's okay. how it works. I came up with my little scheme on how to win this debate. I figured surely if I have 10 minutes, there's mm-hmm. only so much I can say. Mm-hmm. I still use that in my public speaking today. What I did then was I said what are the five things I must say about mm-hmm. this topic? I wrote them down on a piece of paper. Try to write out an intro. Mm-hmm. Something to fit within. And, la, la, la. and then I told them, give me a suit. Somehow the intuition just kicked in because you, you, you'd watched some of this stuff and you know, point of order, your hands go into the pocket. Point of order, is it in order? So for some weird reason, the one thing I, the two things I did were to say, give me two handkerchiefs and you borrow a suit. They mm-hmm. got someone's jacket, gave me pants. Now I have a suit and a tie. Mm-hmm. And we go for this debate. And that's when I came up with my scheme for winning debates in secondary school. Oh, it worked beyond was, that it did. time. So you have two handkerchiefs. Mm. Just in case your hand slides in the pocket. Once you hear a point of order, pull out a handkerchief and wipe your face. Now you have a defense. In some ways, this was the intuition of a lawyer forming. And I didn't <laughs> Clearly. Um, but also, that first debate gave me confidence in public speaking. Mm. Number one. Number two, it taught me critical thinking very fast. Mm-hmm. If you think about every skill a lawyer needs, I think that's the first time I actually find myself mm. in this arena. And the debate didn't go so badly. Okay. Our house won. Good. I was the second best orator, mm-hmm. second best debater. Mm-hmm. I lost by one point. Oh. But that's the consensus okay for a first time. And you see, the point is, because I remember they gave me 71, they gave me 72. Mm-hmm. Huntington, Kasaga. I, I, I was hurt. It, it stung. The loss mm. stung because, I mean, lose by 10, who cares? Lose by one point. <laughs> Naturally, the consensus of the crowd is you've been rigged out of this thing. Mm. Uh, but that's how my debating career began. Wow. That's where my public speaking starts. That's where my confidence comes mm. from. The second thing Kira College did for me is it taught me that I do not want to go into politics. Okay. And taught me that lesson in a very painful way. I was a prefect in my A-levels. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we were done, I was attacked in a way that was vicious. And I realized this is not worth it. Mm. Serving man is just pointless. Mm-hmm. And that's why sometimes I have less than flattering comments about some politicians. Mm. Uh, because I think that service to society is important. And we can do it in different ways. You do Absolutely. it every day by Absolutely. informing the masses. Um, but I'm not sure that I'll ever run for an election again. Mm. I have not since 1998. And I probably won't. Mm. But the third thing Hira College did for me was it taught me to dream. When we came for the first prefects convention in Namugongo, that was our first. The second was at Kaboja. That's where I first met Pablo. And I'll tell you something about Pablo. Mm-hmm. Two things, actually, before I go back to the first convention. Mm-hmm. He fascinates me to today. Mm-hmm. Pablo found four or five of us standing. Somehow just said, what are you guys talking about? Squeezed in. And in three minutes, he had commanded the conversation. Interesting. I never, ever forgot the face of this young man who came and just took off. And he was the most hilarious person I had ever met. <laughs> I meet Pablo again, possibly nine or ten years later. He says, I know you. Mm. Your name is Chirunda. I met you in Kaboja. Oh, wow. I had Sounds never seen like such Pablo. a memory. Mm. And he says, how are you doing? I mm. remember you. You were from Butiki. And his memory, I still think from then mm. that Pablo has a photographic memory. I have a great respect and admiration for him. Going Convention. back to, 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 to Namugongo, we quickly realized on the morning of that convention that Butiki was not very highly regarded out of Jinja mm-hmm. because we didn't have blazers then. The boys now wear blazers. Mm-hmm. We fought for blazers for six years and they brought them there after we left. Oh, no. Um, 
But every time you said my I, my name is Rosh, I'm from Chira College Butiki, they said where is that found? Oh, say on a Jinja. Oh, you mean Mwiri? That's why in our time at least the rivalry between Butiki and Mwiri was always fierce. Mm. But we made a decision. Again, one of the, my four conspirators were Julius Kalisonga. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Huntington Kasaga, who was head prefect at the mm. time. A gentleman called Shiganda Nathan, who was deputy head prefect. Mm. And I forget who the fourth was. We just decided we are going to walk back into that hall after the break. Mm. And by the time we leave, people will know where our school is found mm. and what the name is. Mm. And we spread ourselves in the hall strategically and just fought for the might. an impression. And we, we left an impression. We Good. quoted Achebe in ways that that, that nobody could. Mm-hmm. We had enjoyed reading Achebe's works. I think of all the... The African Writers series was a fantastic series. I, I'm sad that you don't hear many of them anymore. Mm. But our generation read a lot of Achebe, Ngugi Wadiongo, Peter Abrahams, Osman Sembene, God's Bits of Wood, mm-hmm. That's Not an African... No, it's a Senegalese book, actually. Uh, so we quoted Achebe until everyone remembered these guys who can <laughs> quote Achebe. You know? Um, you used your words to, we to get through. That's crazy. I am grateful for that. Butiki was tough. Mm. The school had no water, no reliable water source because it's on a very rocky hill, very high up. And there's all sorts of funny stories there. Mm. Um, on a Saturday morning, you'd take your laundry and go down the hill. Make sure you have two pieces of soap. One is for washing, one is for butter tread. Oh, so when you're done washing, you spread mm-hmm. out your clothes. Mm-hmm. And the villagers would come because they can't afford soap, but mm-hmm. in their gardens they have avocado or jackfruit. Mm-hmm. So you could easily trade, depending on the size of your soap, you could easily trade in half a bar of soap for a whole jackfruit. Wow. Which if it's in the middle of the time and you're, you're broke, mm. is really not a bad trade. No. Um, you're going to have a really decent branch. Mm. By the time you come back at 1 p.m. for for lunch lunch you're, you're fine you're okay or you're going to trade in four or five avocados which you can keep in your metallic box for your lunch time yeah have mm. a good week wow you know <laughs> life was different eh? life was very different oh I, my good lord I go home and my boy wants pizza and you like look at this one you're not experiencing life as you should eh? no but <laughs> I get that you told me, I think much earlier, that you yeah. ended up in law, which you didn't see coming. No, or I didn't. You, or you didn't necessarily directly choose. It's purely accidental. Accidental. And I want to know that accident in just a bit. What's your second choice? My second choice, remember the part about the arts? Mm. I mimed two songs in my high school. Mm-hmm. And perhaps for memory's sake, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll go with the second one. Okay. That old country song, Coward of the County. Oh. Mainly because... I mimed it purely uh, because there was an audience that was idle. We were supposed did, to have Did you wear the full, delayed. you know? Did mm. you have the look? The bell bottom, yes. Yeah. I did have a bell but bottom. But no cowboy uh, hat. Very tight shirt. We'd, I couldn't find a cowboy hat. Yeah. Was a, was a, I'm a very spontaneous person. Yeah. It was one of those spur of the moment things. I just stole the audience, took the five minutes, and that was it. On. Who cares what you think? <laughs> um, but but Card of the County still speaks to me today because sometimes you've got to fight to be a man. Yep. I I, 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 I I believe in the holy scriptures of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And one of them that I hold dear to my heart is where David laments in the Psalms. And he says, I am a man of peace. But when I speak, they are for war. I will choose peace any day. Unfortunately, the way that our society is structured, the profession in which I am, and many things along life's sometimes tragedy journey, mm-hmm. sometimes you've got to fight to be a man. Everyone considered him coward of the county He'd never stood one single time to prove the county wrong His mama named him 
Tommy But folks just called him yellow Something always told me They were reading Tommy wrong He was only ten years old When his daddy died in prison I looked after Tommy Cause he was my brother's son I still recall the final words My brother said to Tommy Son, my life is over But yours has just begun Promise me, son, not to do the things I've done Walk away from trouble if you can It won't mean you're weak if you turn the other cheek I hope you're old enough to understand Son, you don't have to fight to be a man There's someone for everyone And Tommy's love was Becky In her arms he didn't have to prove he was a man One day while he was working The Gatlin boys came calling They took turns at Becky And there was three of them Tommy opened up the door and saw his Becky crying The torn dress, the shattered look was more than he could stand He reached above the fireplace and took down his daddy's picture As his tears fell on his daddy's face he heard these words again Promise me, son, not to do the things I've done Walk away from trouble if you can Now it won't mean you're weak if you turn the other cheek I hope you're old enough to understand Son, you don't have to fight to be a man The Gatlin boys just laughed at him When he walked into the bar room One of them got up And met him halfway across the floor When Tommy turned around They said, hey look old yellow's leaving But you could have heard a pin drop When Tommy stopped and locked the door Twenty years of crawling Was bottled up inside him He wasn't holding nothing back He let him have it all When Tommy left the bar room Not a Gatlin boy was standing He said this one's for Becky As he watched the last one fall And I heard him say I promised your dad Not to do the things you've done I'll walk away Desert Island Discs on Capital FM. Fresh hits for Uganda. We are still on Desert Island Discs with Robert Chirunda, whose uh, second choice was Kenny Rogers, Coward of the County. You actually mimed this particular song. Well, two songs. What was the other one? <laughs> the other one was again an Eli Wamala song. Oh, you mimed Eli Wamala? I'm, and of all his songs, Sacramento. But now I you know you're Sacramento. You know when you said mimed, I was I was like he's probably going to say a boys to men or something. You know, as you guys were miming Eliwamala and Kenny Rogers. Hey, I don't know what to I say. I was in a single sex school. 
why would I go for the complex vocals of yeah. boys to men? I hear you. I you get know? what you mean. <laughs> so, what was the accident about law? You you seem so comfortable in law that I'm confused on how this wasn't something you aimed for. So, something that people find really hard to believe is that I struggled through school. I was never your typical A student. Really? Julius Kaisonga was. No, that that one is yes. And and we both know his ego doesn't let him not not tell us <laughs> that he wasn't. Eh? Senior one to senior five, uh-huh. second term. I was never in the best 50 of any of my classes. Whoa. I was not a good. That student. is surprising. I can say this Flavia and I say it with every humility I can muster. Mm. I am what I am by the grace of God. I am not ashamed to say it but for God mm-hmm. I wouldn't be here. I skipped the part where I almost drowned in a well when one primary school in Igamba boys because you couldn't tell so much. But there have been so many issues along the way that every time when I close my eyes and put my head on my pillow I say it in my heart and I hope God hears just how grateful I am. In my senior 5 I become a prefect. You have a certain respect from this community including your peers, your classmates. Now you're maturing. Mm. And we go for this economics class. In A level in Butiki, you could walk out of class to go for a short call or whatever and come back without asking for permission. The economics teacher we had a man called Orion Osman. Wouldn't mm. have it. He was a demigod of sorts. Uh, I didn't like him much. <laughs> he insisted we ask for permission, mm-hmm. which I did and he declined. Okay. He reserved the and you were about an hour. <laughs> Did I said hang on this doesn't make sense. Mm. And he decided to keep the class after time. So at 1 p.m. I just walk out. Mm. And when I walk out he keeps the class behind for 30 minutes telling them I will amount to nothing. Some of oh. he used to he used to have this slurry accent some of you eh? you think you are clever mm. eh? you'll amount to nothing. His wife also taught in Butiki and she despised me because I had struggled through my all level. So they would grade blue green and white. Mm. White was where the poor performers were. I had been in white a lot. There was this student square sort of mm-hmm. space where during visiting day you took out desks and teachers sat to talk to parents and the kids and what. Mm-hmm. Now because in A level you've been a prefect, you have this respect among teachers and what. You can sort of hang around. So I'm standing there. The former headmaster of Butiki John Richard Isabiye who was headmaster in our time comes and says, "What do you want to be in future?" Mm-hmm. And I said to him, "I think I'll be a teacher like my parents." Okay. And he says, "Good choice." And there was another economics teacher standing called Mr. Mafabi. Mm-hmm. I I think I owe him a visit. And Mafabi says, "Forget it. Go and do law." Okay. If you must be a teacher, be a teacher of law. Mm. And Mrs. Orion was sitting nearby Eve's drop said that one to be a lawyer he can't he used to be in W the Orions had made up their minds I would amount to nothing I knew my struggles mm. uh, so in A level I was still struggling mm. but doing my best nonetheless incident stayed with me how can this man say I will amount to nothing you read but now you have to fill out these forms mm-hmm. two things happened the first is I went to a bush I entered the three day fast 12 hours and I opened James chapter 1 and verse 5 okay literally open my NIV Bible and said Lord it is written it is here mm. does any of you lack wisdom let him ask of God mm. who gives to all liberally and without finding fault mm-hmm. if you don't give me wisdom i am finished yeah. if you don't help me pass i'm finished i don't see a way out mm. you've got to sort this out when the mocks came back i had done better than anyone could have expected wow. so i remember miss arioko she was called a literature teacher saying 
you're just pretending every day you can actually do well why are you pretending you can't oh, wow <laughs> why would i pretend that you like i pushed eh, i pushed even <laughs> to get here in senior six third time i'm standing outside my cubicle as prefects we'd been entitled to cubicles a boy in all level i remember he was called odinga says to me lp because as library prefect mm. lp you should do law mm. you are a very good debater Okay. And I said to him, ah, law is for clever people. Mm. Me, law, ah, maybe education. Wow. And the thought passed. So we finished senior six and we're filling in forms. Naturally, for us in the arts, you're like, look, my brother used to say, shoot for the moon. If you land on the stars, what, yeah. what have you lost? So you fill in law, education, mm. arts in arts, mm. and just in case, because I must feel the fourth choice anyway. Yes. MDD. My dad had come to pick me up after Kantab. And I said to him, what choices should I feel? Mm-hmm. He said, so he wrote them down. I went and just shared those in those. Had he placed law anywhere? Yes, first. Okay, good. But he knew this would end up in education. I didn't get the points for law. Mm-hmm. I got MDD on government. Oh, okay. Bobby Wine would have been my classmate. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I wonder what would have become of us. Maybe I would have been in the, in the, in the clique with mm. Bobby Wine and Nobby and Lee. We missed out. <laughs> um, when they advertised for private applications... Mm. My father was doing his doctorate in South Africa. He called and said, apply for law. Wow. So she picked up the forms, mm-hmm. came home and said, what do you want to be? Mm-hmm. It's your future. And I said, mommy, I don't know. I think I can be a teacher like you. Mm. And she said, you should do better. You should do better. You can be anything you want in this world. I remember this conversation like it was yesterday. God bless the mothers of this world. Mm. And she says, look, I'm going to leave these forms here. She was commuting, now struggling to make ends meet. She was teaching in Kira College, mm-hmm. but living in Jereka. Oh, wow. So she'd wake up every morning to take a gateway bus to catch the school van to go up a hill. Aish. And she'd been struck off the payroll. And she had two private sponsored kids doing law, mm-hmm. which was the most expensive course after medicine. My father was away on a doctorate. She was a secondary school teacher. Times were hard. She said, okay, I tell you what, let's believe God to give you law. Yeah. Let's fill in law, day, law, evening, education, day, education, evening. Mm. Surely you'll get one of these four. When they put up the list, I'd been admitted to law school. Wow. I always tell my mom that I didn't excel at school. I think just because I was playful. I didn't give it the energy I was meant to give it. But then there's that struggle you have when you're not a child who's an A student. Um, some dreams are not for you. <laughs> you know, you feel like, Absolutely. Ah, I'm not, I'm, that one, no. And so when people see you in society today of who you've become, it's, I think it's that thing of, oh, wait, even me, I can. So I feel like there's a lot of encouragement that just happened in that story right now. And I thank you for even sharing it. I, I hope so. Yeah. Because if I... Because you surprised. I didn't say, like, <laughs> what? I was so sure you were an A student. You were top of your class, did everything perfectly. Surprising. The things that turned my life around from where I sit mm. were three. Mm-hmm. A God who hears prayer. Yeah. A mother who cared yes. to encourage me. Mm. Believed in you even before you believed in yourself clearly. More like parents who believed in me. Mm. Now it makes sense by, the, would grace say it's by the grace of God. What is your third choice? So there's an old Southern Baptist singer. Mm-hmm. He's passed on now called Andrea Crouch. I think this is the perfect moment to pick his song. My third choice, which is through it all. Mm. I have learned to trust in Jesus. I have learned to trust in God through it all. And I thank him for the valleys. I thank him for the mountains. Mm. I thank him for the things he's brought me through. They've defined. So if I'd never had any trials. How would you appreciate the good? How would I have known there was faith in his word? Yeah. So that would be my third song. Wow. Because it speaks to me. After what you just shared? Quite true. (laughs) 
I've had many tears and sorrow I've had questions for tomorrow There've been times I didn't know right from wrong But in every situation God gave me blessed consolation That my trials come To only make me strong I've been a lot of places And I've seen millions of faces But there were times that I felt so all alone But in my lonely hour Yet those precious lonely hours Jesus let me know that I was his own That's the reason I say that through it all I've learned to trust in Jesus I've learned to trust in God Let me tell you that through it all Oh, through it all I've learned, I've learned to depend upon His word So I thank God for the mountains And I thank Him for the valleys And I thank Him for the storms He's brought me through Oh, if I'd never had a problem I'd never know that God could solve them I'd never know what faith in His Word could do That's the reason I say that through it all mm, through it all Oh, I've learned to trust in Jesus I've learned to trust in God Let me tell you through it all mm, Through it all Oh, I've learned to depend upon His Word Silent Discs with Flavia on Capital FM. Fresh hits for Uganda. This is Desert Island Disc. You're still with me, Flavia. And I've got, as you know, Ugandans like to term people city lawyer, <laughs> Robert Chirunda, who just, uh, your third choice was Andre Crouch. Through it all. Through it and all. after the story you've told us, that song makes a lot of sense. And now everything that you've been saying makes a lot of sense. Your story builds up. So then, Okay, I get that there's a guy who, a young Robert who doesn't believe that he can do law, but he's there anyway. How does that Robert translate to this Robert? What happened at law school to, to, to make you who you are today? So first, I, I, I struggle with adulting, the conversion. Mm-hmm. I've been to single-sex schools all my life. Now I am in law school. Mm. So I spent a lot of my time in law school. My time in law school is divided between the library Worship, yeah. I did very well at the end of my first year. Mm. Now I am on the top of evening class. Mm. I go home and tell my mother, can you believe this? I grades? know. And we both cried. Wow. Uh, 
and we both goes, I know only God could have done that. Mm-hmm. That's where I learned that sometimes you're going to work twice as hard for mm-hmm. half as much. Mm-hmm. So one thing many people don't know about young lawyers, and I'm hoping that one young lawyer will listen to this and be encouraged, is that many people in Kampala start a law firm because they can't find a job. Oh, yeah. Imagine that. It's a reality that the law society doesn't address. Mm. Where we profession. think, oh, they're so successful, they've started a yeah, law firm. Yeah, some of them start out of despair. Wow. I began my firm because I, well, I was I was fortunate. I had two invites to go either in-house into a bank mm-hmm. to go and join another firm. But I'd been at this firm for six years mm-hmm. and I figured one day I'll start my own firm. Now I have a dream in my heart. Mm-hmm. So law school, I am chasing God and that's when I start to dream. That's when I start to believe anything is possible. Mm-hmm. You can be anything in this world. Yeah. My father says something that has guided me to this day. Mm-hmm. He said, always go where nobody wants to go. Mm-hmm. You will be a king in those spaces. Wow. To this day, I'm always looking for those spaces. Now I've decided I'm going to spend the next 10 years of my career on law and technology, that intersection. Mm-hmm. There's some really good lawyers in the space, mm-hmm. but not enough. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the niche that I'm going to focus on. Wow. So that's, that's where the journey to who I am today in the profession starts. The humble beginnings of children and Wasige advocates. You burnt the boats. It was we just did. you and water. We did. We had no money for rent, no client. Feb to November. There's a lot of fun there. Which we don't have the time for. Mm. We don't have an office. We're working out of my house. At Baskerville Avenue now, there's a bar and a, it's been with a perimeter wall on what there was a restaurant. We used to scream out of the window. Hajara! And they'd sell us lunch and we'd sit and wow. eat. You call us and say, I want a company. We come out, meet you at the washing bay. We take ah, instructions. Yeah, yeah. We slog it out. We get it done. We survived to the end of the year somehow. Mm. In the story of the firm that is Chiruna and Wasige Advocates, mm. God has been good to us. Before we go to your fourth song, and I'm, I'm really speaking for myself and probably a few other people who are afraid to start with nothing. It's a scary place to be. Eh? It is. <laughs> it is. When you look at your pockets empty, you look at the accounts it empty, is. you look at back front and you say, ah. But you've done it and you've done it well. Yeah. As I was telling you, I, I've, I've seen your, your, your videos on YouTube and they are, even for me, I mean, I actually watch those episodes begin to, and I, I, I kid you not, people who know me will tell you I don't flatter. I say it the way it is. Yeah. You don't look like you. <laughs> yeah. so, so my biggest client today is a client that came to me in a dispute. There we are. So for those who are afraid to start from nothing, just when you think of that thought, think about this. God made this world from nothing. What's your fourth choice? My fourth choice is a hymn that I've been meditating a lot on. Mm-hmm. So I love hymns. And it's that old hymn, Through All the Changing Scenes of Life. Okay. Through All the Changing Scenes, scenes of, of life. life. Through all the changing scenes of life. Mm. Through all the changing
Desert Island Discs on Capital FM. Fresh hits for Uganda. Desert Island Discs, Robert Tirunda, your fourth song was a beautiful hymn. Um, you treated us to a bit of it with your voice since you talked about singing. I don't know, you said the family, you try. Once, yeah, yeah. once they are together. Once in a while, when we can, we do this Christmas carols thing. Together, yeah? yeah but my that love for him is much deeper than that. Wow. We've talked so much about your career, your work, which is okay because I, I think we've gotten to know you actually with some of the decisions that you made and some things that happened to you. Um, as we come to the end of the show, it would even be very unfair of me to even ask you this question because you've given nuggets of wisdom from the start. So I always ask my guests to share one, two, or three, whatever things they believe. When you look back in hindsight, these are the things that really absolutely put you on the path for success. That if anyone listening would employ some of these things in their life, it, it would for sure put them on a good path as well. I think it's a fantastic question. For me, mm. I'll say it without fear of contradiction. I genuinely believe any success I have achieved mm-hmm. was purely by the hand of God. I saw that come. And by His grace. Mm-hmm. The Bible says it is in the Lord's hand mm. to make great. And you learn to be generous to those who are less gifted. You learn to be patient mm. with those who are less skilled. Uh, I posted on my WhatsApp status this morning a video by Chief Justice Roberts of the U.S., the end of one of the commencement speeches he gave and he says I wish you bad luck so that you would learn that your success is not completely deserved and that the misfortune of others isn't completely deserved either seek to your God because he's worked for me Mm. to do your best Mm. in whatever field in whatever aspect when I am handling a 10 million dispute I handle it like a 10 million dollar dispute a 10 million shillings dispute I handle it with the same diligence I would a 10 million dispute because the skill is the same. You're doing your best. And every day I get better at it. Mm. I'm not the best lawyer in the city, but every day I get better. Mm. I chip away one weakness at a time, one step at a time, and you will not get it right many times. Mm. And now I am learning that's, that's okay. okay. <laughs> but what would I have changed were I to do it differently now? Mm-hmm. The one thing I have said to those close to me is now I have learned mm. after faith, find focus. Okay. So that focus, you know, you do one thing, perfect it and get to the next and you do your best like you've told us to do. Um, It's really been a pleasure having you on the show. I I don't know if the conversation was even worth it for you. No, (laughs) absolutely. Absolutely. Every single minute of it. Yeah. And for me, it's been worth it because then I get an opportunity to just publicly acknowledge my God. Yeah, you really have. You tru- you surprised us, but you truly have. <laughs> Maybe yeah. those who know you personally already know this yeah. relationship you have with God. I, because it really is what, for me, it's the mm. center of my universe. Absolutely. Um, so you promised so Saudi Soul won't be our fifth song no. and final song. So I am going to, rap, I am going to do, I'm going to do what some may consider vain and pick a song that I actually did. Oh, We'd love to hear that. And I'm <laughs> going to do it because of the story behind it. Right. Um, so I did an album with hymns, nine hymns. Mm. And the anchor hymn is all the way. Mm. Um, it's really the story of what happened in Nakasero Hospital the morning. Mm. that We rushed back three days after, three nights after my daughter's birth, yeah. after our daughter's birth, and the struggle that we went through. And I pick it because I hope it will encourage a listener out there. Um, so I'd pick all the way. For I know that whatever before whatever goes before me, Jesus does all things well. Wow. It will be all right. Mm. If 
there's someone out there who needs encouragement. I hope that that song just means does it for you. My parting shot to anyone out there who's saying I'm struggling to break through. Mm, it's hard. We've all done it. Mm-hmm. We've all struggled. We've all, we all have that one night we couldn't sleep. Yes. Um, but I have I can honestly say mm-hmm. Jesus does all things well. He does. He does. Thank you so much Robert Chirunda. All the way my savior leads me. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt his tender mercy? Who through life has been my guide? Heavenly peace, divine is comfort. Hear my faith in him to dwell. For I know whatever befall me, Jesus doeth all. Fresh hits for Uganda.